Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes. You get out of things what you put into them. And I found that to be so abundantly true over and over again. It's with uh, how much tenacity and effort and heart that you give to anything. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. My name is Esprit Devora, born and raised L.A., and I created We Are L.A. Tech in 2012 to unify the community. Podcast launched in 2014, continuing to help people find the best talent, to connect with each other, to form awesome relationships. So proud of the show. Enjoy. Today's We Are LA Tech shout out goes to Dave Whelan. Dave, thank you so much for supporting and cheering on the We Are LA Tech community and podcast. Be sure to say hello to Dave on social on LinkedIn, D-A-V-E, last name W-H-E-L-A-N. He is just so cool building Rebel Labs. Rebel Labs is a leading science-based revolution in wellness arena encompassing mind, body, and spirit. They are teaching us how to build a healthy life and providing building blocks of knowledge from food to fitness. And oh my God, are they amazing. Tell them you found them via We Are LA Tech. Join thousands of people in LA Tech on our We Are LA Tech Facebook group where you can discover events, job opportunities, and even housing. Go to wearelatech.com slash community. We'll take you straight there. That's wearelatech.com slash community. So everyone thinks that they have to be so perfect making a podcast. I don't know. I think that that's not true. I think that there's a ton of ways to make a podcast. And... There's a ton of different success variables to podcasting. How do I make these personal spots? I just, right now, the computer's on my knee, on speakerphone, and I'm just talking to you candidly, sitting at my desk, about to do my team call in a little bit. And even though the audio quality is different, the feedback I've gotten is that listeners really like it, you really like it, because it's authentic and it's it's real. I think we have to let go to think that everything that we do needs to be absolutely perfect at all times, because what is perfect? And isn't it more connective and authentic? That word authentic, is it driving you as crazy as it's driving me? Isn't it, you know, just here we go again, (laughs) more authentic to do something that's real, like on a speakerphone or on an iPhone or you know, then trying to have this huge production thing and seem so perfect all the time. I don't know. It just seems like more connective, the more real we keep it. Welcome back to the We Are LA Tech podcast, spotlighting LA tech companies and talent. So excited for our next guest. Welcome, Rachel, coming at us from Beverly Hills. Hey, Rachel. Hey, how are you? It's so nice to see you and to be here. It's awesome. Go ahead. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yeah. um, I'm Rachel McCrary. I've been an entrepreneur my entire life, about um, 20 20 years now. 
And my current company is Gather Labs. We are a same-day concierge diagnostic company. So we make testing for everything like COVID and STDs and influenza and dietary things. Fast, easy, safe, and really fun so that people want to do it and enjoy the experience. And one of the things that was really cool about you is that if people want to do events specifically in LA, like you were saying, hey, Spree, if you wanted to do this podcast in person, we could do that. We could make it happen because you make it safe for everybody. Can you walk us through what that looks like and how we could tap into the resource that you have? Yeah. So we actually started Gather Labs out of our love for human connection and in-person events. Uh, A couple years ago, maybe about a year and a half ago, this started. We tested a couple of events because people just asked asked us to do it because we were working with biotech company and had access to test kits and medical providers. And we did it altruistically just just so people could could connect. And at this point, LA was about... uh, a couple months into a lockdown. So we did a couple of events so that people could gather safely. And there was visceral response. When people walked into the events and everyone was figuring out how to do it, they kind of had their like LA, you know, what? Like I'm super cool, like vibe going on. And by the end, that barrier sort of came down. Everyone was at different comfort levels of sharing and being close, but multiple people were crying. I think the first event we did was 60 people. And I would say about 10 of them were crying and saying, that they hadn't been touched by another human in in three months Mm. and they hadn't been hugs or they hadn't um, had an in-person conversation because uh, they were just on Zooms. And if you live alone and are single, then that means that you, you know, hadn't had much human connection. So um, that moved me and and my team and, uh, you know, it just grew into, into something bigger. And we You've got our CLIO license and uh, medical staff and science staff and, um, you know, one step at a time built our own uh, laboratory for testing. So what that means is that we can facilitate and uh, run the diagnostics ourselves as opposed to sending them out, which increase, um, which increases time and costs. How do we know we could trust it? How is it reliable? Like, what are all the things that you put in place so we know this is a resource we could feel confident in? Yeah, so um, so Gather Labs holds a, a CLIA license, which is a high level of laboratory processing for high complexity labs that handle biohazard and things like that, like a Quest Diagnostics or other small private labs. So we have, uh, you know, medical directors and chief science officers that, that work there and work with the state to make sure that everything is in compliance. So all of the machines are validated and all the instruments and tools that we use are, um, you know, FDA approved. And uh, we, we look at them extensively. Like we don't just sort of throw tests around, which we see a lot of other event testers doing. We're really knowledgeable about the products and services that we offer where they start on the food chain, uh, who those companies are. We typically, um, they're smaller companies, know the CEOs well, have read all of the clinical trials and materials, sometimes assisted them with documentation. And then if they're larger companies, they're, they're pretty reputable, but we still read the clinical trials ourselves. One of the problems is that larger test kit suppliers, they don't work with like smaller companies and they just sell everything to like these big companies. And then you try to get the products and then they say, well, you're like not big enough. And it's just, but then if you place a really big order, they say that they're afraid that you're going to resell the products. So it's just like, you can't really win. So everyone wants you to have like a certain, and I see this a lot in like other industries, just like larger companies should be mindful to support 
uh, small businesses and minority owned businesses and things of that nature that are trying to do things the right way and to not make it sort of like uh, entry prohibitive. You know, just I really am passionate about people gathering safely. And if anyone wants to know how to do that, they can contact me on social media or email. And what <clears throat> excites you about Gather Labs? Like, why wake up to this company? Because it is just not easy being a founder <laughs> at all. So, what excites you to this? It makes people happy, and we're not selling tests, we're selling connection. And uh, people I love always that. <laughs> connection. That's cool. People typically call me, I don't even know where they get my number or one of my partners, and just start going on and on about the problem. And you know, we're, we just like slow down, like it's okay, like you know, what do you need? And we just sort of explain it. And they always say, wow, like I called other labs, and, like I couldn't talk to anyone knowledgeable on the phone, or no one would help me, or I couldn't, you know, talk to a person or get information specific to my thing. So it makes, it makes them happy. And then once they do it once, they feel more comfortable with like having more like in-person things like a dinner or a wedding or something like that. So we sort of teach people how to, how to gather safely and that makes them happy. And, um, yeah, I I love, I really love it. It's so different than my other entrepreneurial endeavors. If you would have told me I would be doing this, like I never would have thought, you know, um, it was unlike my other entrepreneurial things. It was not an idea, um, that I had, it was just something that happened organically that we arrived at, out of, out of necessity, which is, you know, very different, but, but I love it just as much. And how many people are on your team? Uh, about 10. And like, what are the plans for the future? Like right now, have you, I assume I shouldn't make an assumption. Have you raised already or how are you supporting it happening because growing a startup is so complicated and difficult. Yeah. Gather Labs has been interesting in that way. I have either raised for the companies that I've founded or, and so has my co-founder or um, been an advisor to or assisted companies that I teach in an accelerator for in their capital raises and also just helped friends. And then I help women for free because the more women that become financially literate about that, it helps the entire ecosystem. Um, So I've probably helped about 40 companies raise. And Gather Labs has been different because it's not a traditional tech company. So the investors in my network, um, it's, it's hard to understand. And I totally understand that. It's hard for me to explain sometimes, you know? We have raised uh, a little bit. We've probably raised about 400,000. We opened up around for a million and raised about 400,000 and then uh, achieved uh, a lot of it through revenue, which we hadn't planned on doing. We planned to pause and then open our own facility and then keep, but everyone wanted testing. So we, we did, uh, while we were working remotely with a back end, we did uh, achieve a lot of the, the round in revenue and then sort of came back to it to add additional equipment and things of that nature. Um, and then late, so lately we've been raising a little more, but it's been a little more digestible recently right. because for a long time we got the whole, you know, well, isn't COVID over? Like in the summer we got the, isn't yeah. COVID over thing. And we were working with biotech companies and who FDA, everyone all over the world. So we knew they would be around for the rest of our lifetimes. We might not be in a pandemic that whole time, but it will be necessary to test. So we would say that and show, you know, have evidence to support that. And also we don't just do COVID testing. It's a big misconception, Um, but people get fixated on that. You know, lately that's been a little easier because people are like, okay, you know, and also we do a lot of liability testing, which is different. We don't really do, I think I'm sick. We do like a uh, proof for negative status to work, travel, or gather. Mm. So that's a little different. So like larger companies, 
it's, you know, become standard to test your employees that are in the office together for uh, liability purposes and peace of mind. It's always scary in the beginning. And then when they start doing it and then they sue get positives that people didn't know are positives and keep them out of the office, they become more comfortable with it and see, you know, why it's important. Mm -hmm. Um, But since it's become more commonplace, it has been a little easier to raise lately, but it was like weirdly hard. And we had um, more revenue than some other companies that I've raised for that were pre-revenue. So it's kind of hard to, but, um, but, you know, you go with the flow and don't resist it and, uh, you know, just kind of release the tension and just, you know, see what happens. And revenue is always a little better, right? <laughs> and that's the thing about raising money is people think that there's one right path to rate. Like if you have all your checks in a row, then, then it's just really easy to rate or what. There's just like no set way to do anything. Like sometimes mm-hmm. – Things will work out. Sometimes it will be more bumpy. Sometimes there's just like no clear path. So I'm glad that you're finding a little bit more ease recently than you were a few months ago. It's definitely not over, even though <laughs> like I think the whole world wishes this thing would just disappear and go away. We could rewind to like March 2020. And so what is the future? Like, what does the future look like for you? How do you plan to grow? And one of my favorite questions to ask is what ask do you have for the community so we could all support you and your success? Yeah, we've had a lot of, I always like to clarify a lot, because what does that mean? About 50 um, instances where either partners or investors suggested that we open another location somewhere else. But Mm. we are, you know, um, finalizing our location the way that we envisioned it now. And then there's some other services that we would like to add like immune things and prevention, you know, like IVs and, uh, you know, B12 shots and some other things that people have asked us for. Yeah. So we would like to have everything streamlined um, and in a workflow that makes sense and and just know what all of our, our margins are and then perfect everything to where we're like, okay, this is just easy and running perfectly now. And then perhaps open another one. We've had people um, suggest uh, using our, because we have a very specific branding uh, that's very different from other labs. Like it's all black and white and the office is like really light and airy and greeted with love and care. And that's just pretty, pretty, you know, different. Um, so some people have wanted to just sort of take our branding and then put it on their lab, but I don't know if that really makes sense. But like I said, let's just get, you know, the first one perfect and then we'll kind of see where it goes. Definitely. And is there an ask that you have of the community, something that we could do to support you in that? Yeah, support support small specialty labs like any other business, especially uh, my minority owned. And don't don't just come to us and ask questions. Like, don't be afraid to ask questions because unlike other places where you might just get stuck to the phone answer, like we we're here to to add value to your lives and support you. So so yeah. And one thing that that you were so friendly and kind to to say, look, we could do this in person, just that like hope a possibility that there is a safe way to do this for all the LA companies looking to either get together in person or they're putting together an event right now or with Thanksgiving coming up and the holidays that they're getting together in that way. Maybe they want to have a, a company holiday party, all the different ways that we connect. Where can you be a part of that to give us peace of mind? Like, how do we reach out to you and how do we have peace of mind through your testing? Yeah, you can uh, email me at rm at gatherlabs.la or DM us through our Instagram at gatherlabs or um, our website and just ask us, you know, or tell us what it is that you're trying to achieve or what would make you feel safe or comfortable and we'll, we'll answer it. We usually have, 
you know, matrixes that we fill out for different types of clients. And it just depends on um, what it is they're trying to do so that they can, you know, gather safely. But yeah, it's pretty, pretty used to it now. (laughs) And the background getting into this, like, were you in the med tech space before being a part of this entire world? Kind of. So I'm a fashion designer by uh, academia. And uh, most of my companies were were fashion-based. I invented a bra uh, called the RRX bra for plastic surgeons and for women undergoing breast augmentation of any kind. Uh, so my co-founders and I built that product and company still runs to this to this day. And nice. that that's how um, sort of how this this happened is we were um, we were servicing doctors and hospitals and first responders because we were already a medical importer. And, um, you know, I don't know why, actually, when it, when it happened, it was like it was like this weird blur, like at the beginning of the pandemic where um, we just got like all these phone calls. And I think that people had an assumption that because I had most of the doctors we worked with, like had had an assumption that because I lived in Asia, that mm-hmm. I had access to these these things, you know. So right. I just I did not. But I did really fast because of some people that I knew that did that. I never knew that I would need it. But I was friends with the people that, that did do those things. We were just volunteering and then um, it just grew and grew. And then when it became bigger, uh, we uh, just increased our knowledge um, of, of it. And yeah, <laughs> but I made a bra for plastic surgeons is the short answer. And then that sort of segued into other things. It has far infrared yarn, similar to the health benefits of an infrared sauna. It's permanently bonded to the yarn and then knitted on a spherical compression machine so that it's really comfortable, lightweight, or decreases stretch marks and scarring. And anytime you increase cell turnover, uh, you know, it has health benefits. So nice. I actually am a huge fan of red light. So I appreciate that. Well, you need to know about the RX bra. (laughs) Um, So if someone were to land in LAX or Burbank or whatever of these Los Angeles airports today for the tech community, what's an activity you suggest is a must that they do? Oh, beach volleyball. (laughs) <laughs> right? It's so quintessential uh, Southern California. You go to and, Hermosa Beach or, you know, just go down there in the sand. Yeah, Hermosa is absolutely exquisite. You're right. That is a good recommendation. I, it's, I feel like South Bay is one of those places that doesn't actually get a lot of, like, notoriety because usually people are thinking about Hollywood or Venice and South Bay is just absolutely incredible. That's a great one. And how about a restaurant that you recommend we all check out? Sparrow is the new concepts restaurant downtown that uh, caters to to those that uh, seek to have some some type of uh, entertaining dinner and some type of nightlife that has this like pretty special and epic cocktail menu and just a lot going on. Like you feel like you had like an evening, even though there's not a lot of that accessible anymore, you know? That's awesome. That Sparrow. All right. Notating that. So I know Tech Day LA brought us together. Are there any other resources that you recommend people check out in Los Angeles, whether it be events or incubators, accelerators, anything that comes to mind? Yeah, sure. Um, Founders Boost, formerly Startup Boost, uh, is an accelerator in Santa Monica that I've been um, advising and, and teaching at for the past, I think, like four years. And it's just such a great program, genuinely. I participated in a couple of accelerators myself in, in Silicon Valley, and this is just on par with that. They really just love 
you know, to help entrepreneurs and it's free. It's just a great way to sort of like perfect your pitch deck and meet investors and just have camaraderie of founders, which I think is really important for founders because you'll feel like nobody understands you and you're on an island alone. And uh, Blake's program there uh, at Founders Boost can, can help you have that sort of like team around you of, of friends. The funding post events were, were really great events that I generally had a good time at. Um, I don't know if those are still happening, but, um, but, but one of my partners, yeah. Hopefully so funding they'll, they'll post. Of, so yeah. we'll make sure to include it in the show notes, funding post and founders boost. And it's interesting. A lot of people brought up founders boost lately. Can you walk us through the experience of founders boost? Because so many people have brought it up. Like, what is that? I mean, as far as I understand, it's founder matchmaking. It is an excel- an accelerator for early, very early stage startups. So, uh, you know, vet the companies and they do get a lot of applications and then they um, they bring you in and they help you uh, perfect, um, you know, why are you doing this? What's your goal? Your pitch deck and um, can maybe help find some team members if you're, if you're lacking and then uh, teach you just sort of basics. Like they'll literally teach you like, this is a convertible note. This is what this means, you know, and just kind of walk through, um, you know, basics for, for private securities on a very high level, how they're raised and what does that mean and what's your fiduciary responsibility, um, just sort of process. And then on your specific company, um, you know, just, just, you know, yeah, just help, help you perfect, um, your, your mission statement and, and your deck. And I met, um, Button Wallet there. I, I ended up, um, uh, working there and helping, uh, them for a couple of years. And that was a labor of love. They're a cryptocurrency exchange on Telegram Messenger. That's DeFi. And then, uh, Glamly and, uh, yeah, there's just like so many little babies. <laughs> there. Awesome. I feel like they're my children. Yeah. Um, but some of them are, you know, my same age maybe, but you know, <laughs> so yeah. And my last question is what's been the best piece of advice that you've gotten, um, in your career throughout your journey? Um, you get out of things, what you put into them. And I found that to be so abundantly true over and over again. It's with uh, how much tenacity and effort and heart that you give to anything, right? It could be a yeah. phone call or an email or a partnership that's big, a meeting, anything um, is, is so true. If you just show up and wait for something to happen, it probably won't. Oh, yeah, you have to show up to life, 100%. Thank you so much, Rachel, for hanging out with the We Are LA Tech podcast to connect and collaborate with more amazing people in the Los Angeles tech community. Remember to go to wearelatech.com slash community. That's wearelatech.com slash community. Say hello on social at We Are LA Tech on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. I will see you guys, hear you guys, talk to you guys, everything all in the next episode. Bye. Bye. This is Rachel McCrary, the CEO and co-founder of Gather Labs. Gather Labs is a same-day concierge diagnostic company based in Beverly Hills, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. The We Are LA Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. Music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The We Are LA Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.